This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senor. So it's a dimly lit room that we're in, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The caravan approaching our border, relentlessly, very slowly. So we're two weeks from the election, they got a thousand miles to walk, they aren't going to make it by election day, obviously, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Unless somebody shouts, Andale, Andale! Oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I know like five words in Spanish, and I just wanted to use one. That's uh, that's not appropriate. No bueno. No. There's two more of them. Um, and with the election two weeks from uh, today, uh, I, I feel like the caravan story is kind of exploding. And uh, Trump's talking about it a lot. He did last night at the Ted Cruz rally. They're invaders. They got Middle Easterners with them or something. So he claims. Um, I took in some of the Trump rally yesterday. Man, that's something. Yeah, I know it. He's. I remember when I when when Obama had those those fevered crowds, and I thought I've never seen anything like this. But now I've seen that and the Trump crowds because they're just as enthused. Yeah, I just think we're in an age of populism that was Obama and Trump. I know Obama fans don't like to believe that, but I think it was a similar sort of thing. I would agree. I also think it's an unhealthy putting our identities in politicians trend. Yeah, oh, absolutely, which populism, you know, tends to be. You yeah. put all your hopes and dreams in, in a human being um, and just kind of, you know. Who is a politician. I almost admire your ability to overlook all of human history. It's it's a, it's a, a triumph of sorts. Fans of that idea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People get sucked in completely. Uh-huh. I mean, your your ability—it's like uh, uh, it's like somebody who can do calligraphy while being attacked by an elephant. It's an amazing act of concentration to ignore the fact that politicians are a terrible place to put your hopes and dreams. But it seems to be but the way we're it's popular. It seems to be the way we're built. It's why kings existed so, for so long. Right. So no offense to y'all who are into it. I, I you know it's it's common. I just don't get it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we'll play some from the Trump rally. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Um, I think his message on immigration will resonate, I'll tell you that, but more on that later. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. That's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, wearing a 
dead flesh colored t-shirt. Oh, I got like hey, the, hey, the, hey, Mr. Khashoggi, that's, that's unnecessary. That's the that's the same color. It's if just you're, gray. If your I mean, meat if your meat turns in the fridge, that's the color that t-shirt is. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Um, yesterday, I I normally eat a turkey sandwich. And yesterday we were serving turkey and avocado sandwiches, and yeah. I had one. And How good was that? It was, it was very good. It was just a reminder to me that I need to take chances because <laughs> I need to quit being so damn afraid. You know? Wow. I need to take yeah. chances. Yeah. Seems like an odd crossroads for a person's life, but you know what the hell? You're like my, uh, my eight-year-old considers you know, tasting any food he's never tasted before. Just really, really an adventurous getting out there on a limb. But lots of fear involved. I'm not exactly sure where that comes from with human beings. If you don't like the taste of it, don't eat anymore. It's not going to kill you if it's an unfavorable flavor. <laughs> it's because on the Serengeti plane, eating the wrong thing could kill us. <laughs> it's so an instinct. I'm going to branch out more. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there is Positive Sean. Maybe who working some lettuce next week. Lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, memorabilia and auctions when, uh, sometimes when, when famous people pass, all of a sudden they have this, this trove of stuff that is now going to get auctioned off. This is the case of one Stephen, a man called Stephen Hawking. Uh, his, uh, many of his items, uh, up to 22 of them, I believe, are being auctioned off, including his, uh, a bomber jacket, a script from his appearance on The Simpsons, the wheelchair oh. he used from, uh, the, Late 80s until the mid 1990s. Wow, that's expected to go somewhere in the mid uh, about 15 grand range. Yeah, that should be in some sort of I don't know what, but uh, that that one should be used. The highest ticket item, however, is uh, Hawking's signed PhD thesis submitted to Cambridge University in 1965 and centered around his idea that the universe is expanding. Uh, that is expected to fetch upwards of 125 thousand dollars. Was it Lou Gehrig's disease that Stephen Hawking had? I believe so. Yeah. All those years um, with his powerful, powerful brain. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, America's shared Mega Millions experience hitting record new heights. I have in my hands the winning tickets, so everybody else forget about it. Tonight's God, Mega somebody, Mi- somebody explained yesterday yes. a, a past lotto winner. They went to yes. somebody who'd won a big lotto before and asked for advice, and they said, man, take care of that ticket. Because in this case, you could be holding on to... Um, a billion dollar bill. Billion and a half. Imagine a yes. billion dollar bill. Yes. One piece of paper worth a billion dollars. It'd be hard to hold that in your hand and not start shaking and think, oh my God, the sweat from my fingers is ruining it. Right. It's <laughs> dissolving in my hand. Is the wind coming? Who's that guy over there? I mean, you could get really, really paranoid. I need to keep this safe. I'll put it in my mouth. Wait, no. <laughs> I've, put, I've thought long and hard about this yeah. as a guy who almost never yeah. plays the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's what I do. I call the lottery office because the number's on the back. Right. I say, I bought the ticket where and when. Right. Because that's the key because they know. Right. I say, my, I'm going to refer to myself as Mr. ZYX. ZYX? Right? I am Mr. ZYX. If I lose this ticket, you're going to know it's me because nobody's going to think to call themselves that but me. And, you know, if you can tell them, I bought it at 601 at the uh, the grocery store on 123 Main Street, Anytown, USA, 
They'll know it's you. Now, you call your local TV station. You're on the Today Show that afternoon in gold chains. Oh, yeah. (laughs) First thing you do is tweet about it. Yes. Yes. Good idea. Yes, Yes. absolutely. First thing you tweet. I just won a billion dollars. On the way to the Maserati dealer. Check out my Facebook live stream as I just open consciousness, (laughs) go through my thought process at the time. Well, that would be huge. A Facebook live. I just won a billion dollars and you didn't. (laughs) Follow me as I go into every former place of employment and tell them what I really think. Tweet me at new billionaire <laughs> and then yeah and then you facebook live you burning your old stuff this is me burning all my stuff because i'm getting all new stuff baby and then See you this re- stupid uh, crappy couch uh, i'm setting it on fire and then you realize you only have five numbers anyway marshall so you've got the winning tickets i have the winning tickets right here you know if you uh, get the cash payout it is 904 million dollars wow so the cash payout is nearly a billion dollars yes that's insane yes. wow and you know you were talking about getting these tickets wet i laid them down here by positive sean and when i walked in i saw him with his tea and i immediately freaked i thought oh my god he'll spill tea all over my tickets my so winning probably tickets. intentionally. Yes. So even after taxes, so you got uh, four hundred and fifty million or whatever you end up with, you couldn't spend that unless you went on like a a, a drug binge and gave it away. You couldn't even spend that if you tried. Right? You'd get tired. Right. <laughs> well, that's because you have a small mind, sir. I, Joe Getty, investor, would buy companies. I'd spend it by buying companies. I'm not. I become my a time. magnate. I'm not wasting my time on getting more money. One thing I would not do is waste my effort on trying to end up with more money than I've already got. Small mind. <laughs> the last thing uh, I want to do. I thought you were going to run a self-financed campaign for president. Well, that too. All right. But I don't need all that money for well, that. There you go. Spend it all on one painting like uh, oh, old, uh, really? MBS. Gemini. Right. And I'm broke again, but I got this here Da Vinci. Yes. No, I'd just buy like a thousand houses. I'd have a house in every city in America and, and most of them overseas, and so I'd never have to stay in a hotel. I would buy a neighborhood. <laughs> I would see I like your your thousand houses are spread yes. out. I would buy a thousand houses all right next to each other, and now this is my house. I do actually like the idea of buying a sports league and making them play a different sport. Yes. <laughs> I do too. You buy me all of Major League Baseball and you make them play hockey or something. Or or you know, make them play wiffle ball. <laughs> Shrink the fields by 90% and make them play wiffle ball. Why are we doing Sorry, this? Sorry, because... this is Major League Baseball now. Because right. I said so. That's why you're doing it. It's Tuesday. We're October 23rd, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Gideon. We approve of this program. As commissioner for life of the NBA, I hereby announce that the rims will be 30 feet in the air. Good luck. <laughs> All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at... Mark. He's not lying dead anymore. What is he Beautiful dead. There you go. What, what was that? I missed that completely. Yeah, what was that? Take two. He's not lying dead anymore. What is he Beautiful dead. He's, uh-huh. he's, he's not lying dead anymore. He's beautiful dead. They're friends That's now. B-E-A-U. <laughs> Never mind. Too long. <laughs> Man, such is politics. People making a big deal out of uh, Ted and... Trump hugging, and I saw that. And Trump had made uh, called his wife ugly and his dad a criminal. But you know, uh, the Clintons played the race card on Obama, and Hillary said he was empty vessel, and then they were hugging. And 
That's just the way it works in politics. Sure. You get over it. Yes, yes, yes. What other headlines do we have there, Marshall? Well, we heard from the Turkish president. He's laying down strong charges against the Saudis in the Khashoggi uh, murder. Khashoggi murder. Caravan moving and growing as Trump ramps up his warnings in a bad, bad day for Stormy Daniels rep Michael Avenatti. Coming up. Another great example, JFK and his entire staff had outright contempt for Lyndon Johnson. Hated him, thought he was a cornpone idiot, called him that to his face, but made him vice president because they needed southern votes. That's just the way politics works. But we believe what they say about uh, their opponents and, and, and live and die with it. Yeah, I don't get it. JFK, who uh, Ted Cruz's dad had a role in the assassination. <laughs> That's right. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, funny that you should bring that up. How does mailbag look? <laughs> oh, it's outstanding. We have some some uh, a, a fabulous thought about sports. Uh, let's see. Freedom, love, and quote of the day, of course. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, update on the caravan. Trump's talking about it a lot. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. of the skunk they're calling what the night of the skunk last night jack last night okay it was a nightmare a blanking nightmare for the first time since we got baxter oh that's right i saw that he got pardon me folks but it was a long night with very little sleep he got effing lit up by a skunk Mm. i mean he came I smelled it in the backyard, and I thought, oh, no. Oh, God, no, no. And I ran out the back door, and I called to him, and he came to me, and he got so soaked, he shook himself like dogs do, and the skunk spray wet the pavement. (laughs) And so began, Michael, scary music, scary music, so began the night of the skunk. Scratchers, I tell you what, if I had the choice between mosquitoes and skunks right now, I'd say, bring on the bug bites. I want all the skunks in the world dead. So what is your house smelling like now? I don't want to talk about it. Mailbag. (laughs) It smells like a combination of napalm, human excrement, gasoline, and and, and Satan's, I don't know what, bile. Satan's bile. Skunk juice is the worst thing ever. Satan's bile. <laughs> That's my uh, my death metal band, mm. by the way. We're just coming together, still auditioning drummers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Liz says, if this is not the freedom-loving quote of the day, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Well, Liz, that sounds like a threat to me, but I liked it, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, it's from the great Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yeah, could you like to briefly reset who Alexander Solzhenitsyn is? Ah, he was a, uh, attempting to be maybe kind of like the Khashoggi of his day. Got thrown in prison, wrote a book, won That's the Nobel good. Prize for Literature. Quite the beard on this guy. Yeah, but he wrote he wrote a uh, long book about his experience being in your uh, Stalinist prisons, and it's uh, it's 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 something. And he reflected brilliantly and eloquently and edited others uh, brilliantly and eloquently on the topic of, of freedom and uh, oppression and that sort of thing. 
Uh, wonderful stuff. Anyway, here's your quote from old uh, A.S. It's amazing that Stalin didn't kill him. It's surprising. Yeah. It, was he not prominent enough when Stalin was still I think, kicking? I think that's what happened, if I remember correctly. Because... Once the once the the writings got out, the Gulag he, Archipelago, right? Then he was too prominent to uh, to kill. Right, right. So he he made the leap. It's when you're in the middle that they'll snuff you. You're not worth the effort there. You're like, too big there. There's a guy like that in China. Also won the Nobel Prize for Literature. They often give out the Nobel Prize for Literature not because your writings are so good, but because you're standing up to wrongs. Yeah. But there's a guy in China like that, and they they haven't killed him because he's too prominent. They they just huh. lock him up and. Yeah, yeah. He's being re-educated. Right. Who can be against education? Here's your quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Human beings are born with different capacities. If they are free, they are not equal. And if they are equal, they are not free. There you go. That is pretty good. And it's just unavoidably true. Thomas Sowell with a great quote about if you take two children raised by the same parents in the same household, they will have often vastly different outcomes. If that is the case, how can you ensure equal outcomes across something as diverse as uh, American society? You can't. It would take an amazing amount of oppression. Moving along. Shower thought. The book to read, because the Gulag book is too long, is The One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. That's the book to read. It's not Will that do. long, and it's freaking fantastic. Excellent. Can we post that at armstrongandgetty.com so f- people can find it? Oh, and speaking of uh, the website, if you want to email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's a shower thought from Tim in Washington. It's a day late, but who cares? Are people becoming more annoying, or uh, am I becoming more angry? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a... Uh... Tim, that's a shower thought. That's a drying off thought. That's a brushing my teeth thought <laughs> yeah i heard there's a guy i know who's uh saying is and he says it in the most graphic terms but he says if you run into uh more than one a-hole in a day the second one is probably you <laughs> the other in the other words that you're just not in a good mood so everybody seems like an a-hole ah yeah interesting how insightful this is not an email per se but it's a uh it's an uh, an article and then a cartoon it's from the daily mail 25 percent of millennials Say they have PTSD from the 2016 election. Oh wow! And that's the, uh, not that's not a healthy society. The cartoon is a, a young fella with a butterfly flying away from him, not getting what they want. Is that PS, PTSD? You can't blame the kids though. You got to blame the adults who have convinced them that that's a reasonable reaction, right? To uh, to an election not going your way, right. as opposed to well, how about you? How about we all mobilize and then two years we'll uh, we'll beat them back with our ideas. Right, it's the world we've created for them. Yeah, absolutely. And and listen, I think the term millennials gets thrown around a lot when people mean uh, I don't know. I hate the names for generations because it's so phony. But you know, you're you're really young youngsters. How young can a millennial be at this point? I, mean, I know I'm at the upper end. I don't know. What little the, D was born in 1999. That seems like a millennial. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like I'm, there's a one year cutoff is silly anyway. Right. Right. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's see some notes Between on old, uh, 81 and 96. According to this Google result, 81 okay. and 96. All right. Uh, it looks like on to uh, old uh, the disappeared Mr. Khashoggi. It looks like MBS will scapegoat the guys he sent to kill Jamal Khashoggi, so it's likely that they or some other stooges will be executed, which means that Saudi Arabia's way of placating the West over an unjustified killing is simply to do a lot more of the same. Nice. Yeah. That's Chris in San Francisco. Well said, Chris. I don't know if they'll execute these people, but they'll certainly be punished or things will not go well for them. 
There's so much more good stuff. Well, we have three and a half more hours. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, that's the story. Uh, Khashoggi's representative is making the rounds in the U.S. media saying, yeah, these people went rogue. We've apprehended them. We're going we're gonna to punish them. They will be punished. Okay. Who's that for? I don't know. Who wants that? I don't know. So this is just a show of contrition? I think it's going to work, though. Marshall's News coming up. We'll get into all of it. We like to ease into the day so we don't pull something. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. A lawyer says why you shouldn't do the lottery pool at work. Uh-oh. Of course, lawyers are out to ruin America and make us all hate each other and be afraid of each other. Wise man once told us the lawyer's job is to tell you you better not. Which is true. There's no doubt about it. Once you become aware of that, yeah. you, you notice it all the time. And you learn not to ask. The lawyer will never get in trouble as long as they always say no <laughs> yeah. to everything. They're just keeping the company safe. Right. Better not have the company picnic. So you don't. Right. And they keep it. And America is ruined. Yeah, exactly. Goodbye, sweet America. Let's start calling it Eternica. United States of Attorneys. Mm. Is that the world we want? (laughs) Wow. How about the Attorney States of America? You keep working on on it. I'll get back to you. Get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump blasting Democrats for the caravan of Central American migrants heading toward the U.S.-Mexico border. Trump telling a crowd in Houston last night he thinks Democrats had something to do with the thousands of Hondurans and Guatemalans fleeing their countries. The crisis on our border right now, as we speak, is the sole result of Democrat laws and activists Democrat judges that prevent us from returning illegal aliens from Central America and all over the world. It's called catch and release. Trump going on to add to this. We release them into our country because that's what the Democrats want. And then a lot of bad things happen when that happens. The Democrats don't care what their extremist immigration agenda will do to your neighborhoods, to your hospitals, or to your schools. They don't care that the mass illegal immigration will totally bankrupt our country. Because all the Democrats care about is regaining power no matter how they have to go about doing it. CNN's headline this morning as I was coming into the station, honest to goodness, and I quote, Trump spreads lies and stokes fears ahead of midterm. The old spread and stoke. So he's he's going to win all day long on this whole caravan issue. The 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 missing piece of it really is though when you start getting into the laws. Oh look, Republicans control every lever of everything. Where's the big immigration legislation? Right. That's going to you know fix this. Yeah. Come on. Not forthcoming. Right. Strong charges, yes, but no hard evidence yet. Turkey's president calling on Saudi Arabia to come clean and reveal who ordered the savage murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Ah, that president of Turkey, old Erdogan, he's the yes. Michael Avenatti of the Middle East. Big promises, <laughs> big reveals, turns out to be nothing. Right. Today was supposed to be the day. Yep. All he did is <coughs> say we caught him scouting for a place to dump the body parts. Ah, what a weak act. Yeah, he did Boo! not. 
he did not mention any audio or video uh, recordings at all. And that's what, you know, so many of these reports have been based on. Well, in audio, we could hear that didn't come up at all. Now, maybe he's just keeping that under wraps because he didn't want to let him know the uh, consulate was bugged. The game is so complicated. So many moving pieces and so many different alliances. I don't know what Turkey's even up to. Maybe he was trying to drag this out for a couple of days, let the air out of it so it kind of goes away. I feel like the air's kind of been let out of this story. To a large extent. and uh, The they- air's going to be let out of the guys who did it soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the CIA- they're, they're collecting a, a, a pen full of scapegoats. and ooh, yeah. Boy, that sucks if you're one of them. them. You told me to go kill the you guy. You told me specifically. You gave me the bone saw. Now you're throwing yeah. in me in prison for doing that? Listen, yeah, well, things, Jim. As happens, as we say here in the same right. country. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's wild the way things can twist, isn't it? I mean, the, the twists of fate. Anyway, somebody needs to be eaten by dogs in public, and, and I'm afraid <laughs> it's you. Oh, my God. And don't worry about it. If you go along with this, your family will do very, very well. And if you don't, yeah. well, too bad we'll for your family. We'll the hell out of you, then we'll lop off your noggin. You won't feel a thing. Bad day for Stormy Daniels' attorney, Michael <laughs> Avenatti. His law firm is being evicted from its office space in Southern California on the same day Avenatti was ordered to pay almost $5 million to a former colleague in a separate suit over back pay. Boy, his 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 life has not... He's not had a good day ever since he announced the gang rape woman. Right. And yeah. It's been downhill since then. Here's your hero, MSNBC. You following this story? Well, yeah. they've, they've turned on him because he, he lied to them, too. So uh-huh. he's he's got no friends now. Yeah, the order against the law firm terminates its lease and requires it to pay $154,000 in four months of back rent in Newport Beach. So he's out of the office and out maybe almost $5 million. The booziest cities in the U.S. We have a new list of them. The Bureau of Labor Statistics took a look at what each city's population spends on liquor every year and came up with a list of the biggest consumers. They got the top five. From fifth to first place. In fifth place, you've got Anchorage, Alaska. Cold, dark winters spend about 768 bucks a year. Shortage on average. of women. Then it's Boston, 823 bucks a year. Coming in, third booziest city. you got San Francisco, where people are spending about $875 a year on spirits. In second place, it's Seattle, $988. And the top prize for booziest city in the country goes to... San Diego, where consumers are spending an average of about $1,100 each on alcohol during the year. Now, there those top three... Fifth of Hennessy. That's right, darling. Uh, those top three cities have lots and lots of bums in them. Now, are that a lot of bums laying around drinking all day? Is that uh, throwing off the totals? That's a pretty good... Because uh, they got to be like counting at liquor stores, and you give money yeah. to bums, and they go to the liquor stores. Yeah, so I that's didn't see play that a role. added into the factotum, but you're probably right. Yep. Right. There you go. That's your news. The um, factotum. I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So China wants to launch an artificial moon. That couldn't possibly go wrong. Oh, my. How do we stop this? This is the only story I care about. (laughs) Send China. Let a little dinosaur to the big dinosaur in a thousand years. How did the humans die, Daddy? Well, son, China decided to launch its own moon. This really should be one of the main stories we're discussing in an election season. Healthcare. What percentage of physicians would not recommend healthcare as a profession for their children? Oh, boy. Yeah. I've known a few good people that have retired early because it's gotten so sucky. That's not good for any of us. 
I have another doctor-related question for you, too, that I think the, uh, the folks listening might benefit from. Is this tequila? Awesome. Yes. Beautiful. Let's get to the hook. Here you go. Come on now. Tequila. Awesome. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tell residents adjust to the legalized use of recreational marijuana. Government officials in Canada have set up a website offering step-by-step instructions on how to properly roll a joint. (laughs) Step one, knock on your older brother's bedroom door. So Canada as a country legalized pot. Yes. Hmm. Um, Of course, it's a country with a population less than the state of California. So Correct. Um, I saw a horrifying story about Canada over the weekend. Um, uh, they discovered a whole bunch of children that died back in the day when Canada would grab um, Native peoples. What do they call them in Canada? They call them First Peoples. How we now say Native Americans, they call yeah. them First Peoples. They'd grab children from First Peoples and in an attempt to assimilate them with other Canadians, Canadian society forced them into these various orphanages or whatever, but anyway, wow. were terribly treated, and wow. lots of them died. It's just an awful, awful freaking story. Yikes! The only reason I bring it up is not only the United States, you know, has these sorts of things happen. Oh, For no. those of you who believe America is the source of all evil in the world. Yeah, you America haters, study the entire history of the world. It's just repeated over and over again, wherever you are, which is a little depressing, but it's true. This story bothers me. Um, uh, I probably have an appointment coming up with... Um, my radiologist, so I have to. I meet with my radiologist once a year uh, from my cancer treatment from several years back. I, I don't know who I'll be seeing this time because the guy I liked, maybe my favorite doctor through the entire cancer process, quit and uh, retired early. And he told me it's because just the way the industry has changed and healthcare has changed. He said he doesn't get any enjoyment out of it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a guy that doesn't need the money. And he was doing it because he felt like he was really making a difference and having an effect on people's lives. And because of the way healthcare has changed, he has to sit down and fill out 50 screens worth of information there on the computer about things that have nothing to do with treating you for cancer. And right. he just says, F it. Because the bureaucrat said, you got to check all these boxes. Right. Yep. And him and lots of, of his friends have just decided to get out, which is not good, is not good for anybody. Not only is it suck for him, who's dedicated his whole life to becoming really good at something, and now he's not going to do it because he doesn't really get to do what he's good at. Right. Um, patience. I mean, he was freaking fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that's that's too bad. It is. It's really discouraging. And so I saw this survey. Seven in ten physicians would not recommend health care as a profession for their children or family. That's not good. I mean, I'm glad that 30% would, but 70% would not recommend health care as a profession for their children or family. So your physician just saying, nah, don't get into this industry. That means it's going the wrong direction. I don't know a single doctor who wouldn't say that. Uh, no, no, it's nearly a universal sentiment, the doctors I've talked to. And right. I, I make it a habit whenever I'm at the doctor to uh, uh, ask them, how's it going? What do you think of the I new developments and, and that sort of and thing? they all just, say the same thing? Yeah, yeah. 
for fodder for the show. Hey, this is fodder for my real life. Jack, you've dealt with many a doctor. Do you ever look at the reviews? Do you ever go online and... No, I have never. Yeah. I should. I don't know no, if where you, do you should. Where do you leave reviews? Uh, all sorts of... There's like docreview.com and, really? and medical something or other. A bunch of sites. I got one that I quit going to because I thought was awful. Um, yeah. And uh, I told the doctor I like actually about this person. He said, "Okay, I won't send patients to that person anymore." Yeah, so I should review it. It'd be helpful to people. Yeah, yeah, it would. Although it's it's. Uh, What's your complaint? We've dealt with jabbed in the eye. We've dealt with the uh, the the restaurant situation, which is easy enough to deal with. You get a bunch of positive reviews, maybe a mediocre one or two, and then the guy says, "My eggs were cold. The waitress uh, urinated in front of me, and my car was robbed while I was there." And you think, well, everybody else had a great breakfast. Right. I mean, it sounds like a <laughs> yeah. good place. I, that was either bad luck or something. I don't know. And, and only one of those things is really the restaurant's fault, right? Like the, you know, the car break in, a rogue employee. Maybe she has bladder problems, an infection, perhaps. Cold eggs, go, I'm with you. She ought to go see a doctor, which brings me back to the thread of the conversation. So, so I was, I was uh, looking at, um. Uh, uh, a doctor's reviews for reasons I won't get into. Just I had a moment. I had a, a free moment, and I thought I know what I'll do, uh, which is crazy because it was like 15 minutes before the skunk sprayed Baxter, and the rest of my night became a misery. But, uh, so, <laughs> is this a situation where you'd have a choice in doctors? Because I've never really had a choice that I know of, unless I was Jack. You gonna, always have a choice, unless I was going to drive a long way. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a choice. Yeah, you, you you have choices, depending. I mean, there's the whole in-network, out-of-network thing, mm-hmm. which might constrain you in some cases. But, but So I'm looking at these reviews, and uh, a doctor friend of mine recommended this other doctor very highly. I um, said, oh, yeah, great guy, terrific guy. Uh, and um, But then I go into the reviews, and some of them are nightmarish. And and so are doctor reviews like restaurant reviews? He removed the wrong leg. Exactly. Yeah, I went in for a lung operation. He took out my bladder, and now I can't see out of my left eye. <laughs> and when I go back to ask him about it, he punches me. I mean, some of them were awful, and I just it scared me. So, do all doctors have a few of those reviews? Is it just the nature of medicine that you don't always have a good outcome? I yeah, I'm, I'm glad I haven't looked at them. I think it would just—I th- I think I would walk into the office then with a preconceived something or other, and yeah, I'm not sure that would be good for me. Yeah. The doctor I hated that I that I just quit going to and said I'm not coming to see you anymore, and I didn't say why. I probably should have. Uh, I don't know. It's like the old restaurant thing. Do you go and tell the owner that the service sucks, or do you just stop going there? Um, yeah, it depends. If I have affection for the place, I might have a word with the owner because I want him to do well because he's done a good job and or she and, and just maybe they need to know about this. I feel like a, a friend. I always wonder about that with businesses, though. Do you tell them how they screwed up or do you just stop going there? Yeah, Like I said, it depends on my feelings toward them. I, I, I usually feel like I've already wasted some of my time in your establishment. I'm not going to waste more time trying to figure out who to talk to and how to send an email. I'm just not going to be a customer anymore. Right. Sure. Yeah. You're not going to take any more of my time or money. Um, This doctor would not listen to anything. So the doctor, this, I'll play the role of the doctor. You be the patient. Okay. So how are you feeling today, Joe? You know, I'm not feeling great. Yeah, so I was looking at your chart here, and it seems to me that... Um, uh, things I, I, are going pretty well. So, have you had any problems with a with a night sweats? Well, yeah, I really feel like things are going good. Downhill. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, what? so I think maybe Tuesday of next week, 
She never let you finish a sentence. Was and it I finally, that stark? Absolutely. And I finally oh got God. to the point that I was just, I, I was being very passive aggressive, but I was sick and annoyed right. that, that she'd ask me a question and I'd just say, fine, because I knew she wasn't going to listen to a word I said anyway. Wow. Yeah. You had to dump her. Oh, I did. Yeah, and I it did. It could be a matter of life and death. I should have dumped her earlier. Yeah. Because I'd come home and complain to my wife, said, you got to go to a different doctor. You say this every time. She was right. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, just, a, I wanted to say to her at some point, you your wife never, has a lovely speaking voice, by the way. I wanted to say to her at some point. <laughs> it's a lovely portrayal of her. Listen, Doc, you know you never listen to my answer. Do you do this with everybody? You you ask me a question, and then you never listen to my answer. I'm sorry, did you say that? Or? No. No, okay. Yeah, because you didn't go back, obviously. Well, I went back a lot of times. Yeah. Well, yeah. I probably saw her 15 times before wow. I finally decided I can't do this anymore. Yeah. She never listens to what I say. You know, it's funny that phrase you used. You should have broken up with her sooner. Has anybody, male or female, gay or straight, ever uttered the words, it was good to break up, but I should have done it later? <laughs> yeah, no Has kidding. that ever happened in human history? <laughs> I broke up too soon. You should have said, you listen to my heart, but you don't listen to me. Oh, that's pretty good. I should have just cried. What do you write, greeting cards for a living? I should have just sat there on that little thing in my paper outfit and, and, and sobbed until she asked me what's wrong. I should have played it that way. If you don't know, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Dumb Dumb. So annoying. Mm. Any doctors want to comment on the uh, doctor review thing? Text us. 415-295-KFTC. We had somebody email us the other day saying if you plug in KFTC, it doesn't go through. But how do no, you even... don't literally use the letters. You use the numbers that correspond to the letters. 415-295-KFTC or mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I don't even know how the old doctor thing works. So, um, like, if less patients start going to see them, do they make less money or do they just have more free time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Modern medicine is so screwed up. Right. It's not exactly like a restaurant, though. Our uh, text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Oh, the caravan is on its way with Middle Easterners, according to the president. The MS-13 guys. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.